0: Now, I want the record to be clear. I was willing to do it yesterday. I was willing to drag my ass out of bed and come up here for two hours and do it. Matt Casey, coordinating producer of the program, pushed me and pushed me and pushed me to not do it. It's a slow day. Nothing's happening. Get well. I can tell you're miserable through your text messages. And I just eventually gave up. I realized, you know what? I haven't had a sick day ever that I can recall. I can't even remember the last time I was sick. Maybe 10 years ago. I kind of remember around the time the Boston Marathon bombing happened, being sick then and watching the coverage in bed. That's the last time I remembered being sick. But I was sick for the first time in a long time, but I could have done it yesterday, which just underscores the fact that I was sick for most of the weekend. Like, if you're going to get sick – Get sick during the week and at least miss some work or school over it. What the hell? Well, defer- you obviously. It hit me on Saturday. Yeah, right. No, it hit me, hear me on it. Saturday. It out wiped no- out my weekend. Tell me- the- well, tell me how it happened. Oh. What do
1: you mean? So, right. I mean, because you're not the kind of guy that's ever sick, right, you're saying. And then I got through the text messages there like, whoa, Florio putting it out there, not feeling that way. I got such a chuckle over you. You know, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick. And then, like, I got a text message like an hour later. I'm all better. I'm in the captain's chair. I'm better. Oh, oh, oh okay. Yeah, sure you are. Yeah, okay. You're such a psycho. Just relax. It's fine. Don't worry. You weren't good enough to do the show yesterday. You know why? You would have done the show if you were good enough. You're allowed to miss a sick day, and I'm glad my friend's feeling better. So it's good to have you back here, buddy. The show, by the way,
0: if any have forgotten, is PFT Live or Fox Series 6M85, Sky Sports Action, and Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I probably spent two hours spread out over the course of yesterday responding to the emails from the people who were demanding to know where we were. And I appreciate the concern that most of them expressed when I said we weren't canceled. It wasn't a technical issue that we weren't on Sky, there just was no show because I was sick. A high percentage of the folks who had originally complained about the show not being on responded with the perfunctory "Get well, get well soon. We want you to get well." Now, here's what happened. Yeah, how'd we'll hit you? Because look, it's first weekend. Nice post-draft. weekend, beautiful first weekend. weekend Man, of, I enjoyed it out there. Of <laughs> our like, <sighs> life is never completely shut down for me. It can't. It can't ever. When you operate a media outlet that is open 24-7, covering a sport that always has something going on, you have to constantly feed the beast, or the beast will feed on you. That's the way it works. And I accept that. It's the life that I chose a long time ago, and it has served me well. But the reality is, after the draft, from then until the opening of training camps, life is manageable for right. a small sliver right. of time. Fleeting. Fleeting. It's going to be gone before we know it. Life is manageable. There isn't as much news coming out of the NFL. There will be offseason workouts. There will be the inevitable injuries. There will be this guy's unhappy with his contract. There will be all sorts of things that are to be covered, but nothing like the crush of football season week after week after week, offseason, free agency, draft, everything, 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 everything. It just becomes manageable. So first weekend. I was able to go to the store. At first, haircut. Hadn't had a haircut in a few weeks. Store. Hadn't been to the store in a few weeks because of everything leading up to the draft. Was very happy to go to the store, get all the things I like. You know, when, when you're not the one going to the store, the things you like the most sometimes get lost in the shuffle on the grocery list, which is fine. Got everything I wanted. Got home, went back out. Went back out, got a new book, if you haven't heard, father of mine sent out some copies of it to some people who had won like a giveaway that we did at PFT and went to the bank, deposited a few checks, got to keep the money in the account, went to the pharmacy, had to pick up some medications because I'm old and I do have to be held together with all sorts of pharmaceutical impediments. But I got home, I'm feeling good, feeling great, did all my errands, felt good, decided to work out earlier in the day, pre-lunch workout energetic got in my hour on the bike got in my 50 push-ups got in my my uh 12 reps each arm 25 pound dumbbells feeling great ate lunch as soon as i finished eating lunch i thought i'm kind of tired well i'll probably go ahead and take a nap now so i don't get tired later and like crash and not enjoy myself through the course of the day so i went and took a nap when i woke up i just felt like shit it just, it was like, and you try to resist it like, no, no, no. It's just no. I had a bad, I just got to wake, no, I'm up. I gotta wake I'm up. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, boom, right back down. And you know, when you have a fever and that's uh, my symptoms were fever, body aches, malaise, lethargy, nothing else. Right. No upper respiratory, no lower digestive or upper digestive none of the classic flu but just enough that i felt like crap just enough that i was worthless more worthless than usual so it just was a, a horrible feeling and the fever came and went i was starting to get nervous you know i try to avoid google like you get because chills when you start and googling like that, any you... symptoms whatsoever whatever whatever symptoms you put in cancer is inevitably the first response <laughs> i think it's rigged that way to get people i seriously do i think it's rigged to get people freaked out so they continue to stay down a rabbit hole of click this click this click this it's all part of a broader business machine that any symptom you put in cancer 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 (laughs) so i was i just was getting concerned because fever break fever back Fever break, fever back. Took a COVID test, negative. I
1: like how you go so, right to cancer. Um, you have a fever and you go right to cancer. I got I a don't, fever. I must Google have cancer. Me Let me Google this it. freaking <laughs> thing took me there. No,
0: intermittent, 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 fever. Uh, so anyway, it was like, I think yesterday morning, I finally got under 98.6 and I've stayed there without having to take ibuprofen or anything to manage it so and when i woke up this morning i felt fine you know when you're fine yeah you right. know you have that kind of right like when you're finally fine i it's kind of like you feel like you were sweating and it's dried up you know what i mean yeah. am i articulating that the right way like you're like you know the t-shirt you were sleeping like there's just something about how your body
1: feels it's like you know what i'm fine now you know, yeah, I just yeah. knew when I woke up yeah, yeah. that you, I was fine. You got over the hump, whatever. You just know, like, okay, I'm not perfect, but I I could tell I'm not sick anymore. I'm going in the right direction. All right, so wait, you didn't? Did you get to watch the Kentucky Derby? Did you do any of that? Like, you you didn't really get to enjoy that, I guess, after you woke up from the nap, right? No, no. Now, don't ask me whether
0: I would have watched it anyway, but no. Okay, I right. I was I was I was sleeping and feverish. During the Kentucky, what dirt. do you
1: mean? You wouldn't don't watch ask the Kentucky der- Derby anyway. normally, like if you were healthy and normally you. Let's weren't not
0: gonna... go down that path. <laughs> okay, Since NBC broadcast the Kentucky, <laughs> all burn, right. Let's all not right. go down that. path. Okay, Please. fine.
1: How about? Um, will you leave the house again this week after you left the house last week and got sick because yes. of it? Okay, all right, good. That's a good. I'd, I'd, yeah. Check oh yeah. 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 Now, yeah. hey, I'm.
0: I'm. My 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 immunity's up. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, mean, yeah, now that I feel good again. I got I got some catching up to do. You know I haven't been down in the barn five days. I haven't had no a week. I haven't been down in the barn for a week. I got booted out last Thursday night because my son wanted to watch uh, one of the basketball games down there with his buddy. Yeah, one, they're Old getting State good and uh, some, they're playing somebody. Yeah. Uh, so I haven't had a cigar in five days. Wow. And let me let me tell. I know it's the Lakers. I know it's the Lakers. I'm just being an ass. I I. Uh, I one of the best things about being sick. Because every once in a while, I wonder: Do I drink too much? Like, can I do without it? Yeah, like, do I, I have a problem? You. Right. And and like, do I smoke too much? Like, can I do without it? Right. Do I have a problem? I, I mean, I haven't had I haven't drank anything since Friday yeah, night. Right. I right. haven't had a cigar since Thursday night. Yeah. And I I mean, it's kind of like I'm not really sure I want one. You know, when when yeah. you've been that maybe c- ride not the wave, the, uh, like certain things that. I was eating the day that I got sick. Like, I want nothing to do with those things. I still was able to eat some, and yet some, I, I not a whole lot, but, like, stuff that I was eating that day doesn't sound good to me, and the idea of smoking a cigar right now doesn't sound good to me, Yeah. although it sounds better than it did yesterday. Right, you're not all the uh, way the there. The idea of, like, drinking wine right now doesn't sound good to me, right. but it may sound better later today. But uh, but it's not something that like you're not like, you got feeding for it's refreshing it. You don't got right? It's, re- <laughs> it's yeah. refreshing to know <laughs> that I have
1: stayed in the sweet spot of moderation. <laughs> okay, that's that good. is that You is didn't the have good any news. dreams about it or anything because that happens to me, right? No. When sometimes when I take break from no. my weed, right? I'll I will go like two weeks and. You know, one like you, you go, oh, man, you know, maybe I should stop, you know, just to make sure for my health, all those things. And, you know, oh, man, I I've been forgetful lately. Maybe it's because I'm smoking too much. And then, you know, I stop and I go, damn, I forget more stuff when I don't smoke than I do when I do. So this is not a normal, you know, uh, but, you know, you, you start to you start to wonder. And then, all right, that's good to know, though, because I go after like two weeks of no smoking and I have dreams about smoking weed, like to where I go, wait. I obviously have a little bit of an addictive uh you know love in my brain for this here, so it's a little scary, but i'm I'm okay i'm gonna make it I had
0: some weird
1: dreams, some <laughs> weird ass dreams,
0: but I had no dreams that I was drinking or smoking right. anything so that's the good news but I did have weird dreams i i, I mean one of the one of the recurring dreams I had, oh my god, which I think underscores my true sickness in life. Yeah. I was in my dream writing a story about where Joe Flacco was going to play this year because wow. there's no spot for him. Anywhere. Hey, nothing where's boils Joe the blood and play? gets a
1: dream going like where's Joe Flacco going to play in <laughs> 2023? Yeah. That's that's another. But that's, like in my Yeah. In my dream,
0: I was dictating to myself what I was to write when I woke up. I was like sounding it out like voice text into my brain as to what I was telling myself in my dream to get up and go write because this is the story that must be told. Joe Flacco has no home for 2023 and we must find out what will become of the MVP of Super Bowl 47, once upon a time, the highest-paid player in the oh NFL. God. Twice <laughs> the highest-paid player in the NFL. Yeah. So right. that was a major concern all right. in my fever dreams. Hey, uh, hey. So speak, hopefully, hopefully it all work out for you. Speaking Gino. of
1: other things ever written, and just quick before we get into the news, what about JFK Jr.? You saw that? Or RFK Jr., I should say. You saw that? Hey, that was a nice little borb you sent me in the New York Post. He gave my book a little love, JFK and the Unspeakable. He agrees with me, right? He, he said it's the CIA, right? I know you CIA haven't read the book. Him. Yep, you haven't read the book yet, but I know you'll get there at some point during a slow time. Probably not the smartest thing for us
0: to publicly accuse the CIA of. <laughs> I know. Someone. I think about it all the CIA time. CIA still exists. <laughs> I
2: know.
1: I think about it all the time. I'm always like, is my back two wheels going to fall off when I'm riding down the highway today? <laughs> um,
0: I, what I did because I I removed the book from the shelf in our library and I brought it to my little stand where I keep books that I would eventually aspire to read. Okay. I read the preface. I read the preface of JFK and the unspeakable. The problem is the print is too small. <laughs> I need a magnifying glass. I had I, I actually had to read it with the flashlight on my, my phone so I could see the print. Yeah, yeah, It is too small. It is. It's tough. Um, I'm sorry. So, I know. And that's a yeah. it's a long book. But I was encouraged to see that like half of the book is like notes and bibliography and appendices so you don't have to read the whole damn thing yes which is makes it less daunting than it was so next step preface done next step introduction then chapter one so i'm gonna work my way through jay all right even though even though spoiler alert the cia killed him (laughs) just please cia If you're going to kill either of us, go with Chris. (laughs) All right. Uh, Actually, don't kill either of us, please. We're asking nicely, CIA. We're asking you to depart from your murderous ways. You killed a president. Please spare a a, a couple of stupid ass idiots that talk about football. Okay. Um, Meanwhile, uh, I I thought, well, let's just go with the flow of the uh, uh, rundown. The, the uh, My fevered state may have caused me to forget which way we were going to go. We're beginning with the only real news that came out over the weekend, which ultimately wasn't news after all. This is just weird how this happened. And it does underscore the influence of PFT. Allow me a moment, kids, sure. to explain that everybody connected to the NFL resides 24-7 on the destination known as profootballtalk.com. Coaches. A lot of the players, all the agents, all the media, all the owners, everyone at the league office, they are constantly hanging on the stuff that we have because we've become the repository, the wire service, the one-stop shop for anything that is important to or pertinent to the NFL. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Case in point. No doubt. Over the weekend, John Keim of ESPN.com writes a story about why the commanders are so committed to Sam Howell. Right. Okay. Okay. And, and I'm starting to sweat because it's hot up here because the frickin' air conditioner isn't on. So my fever isn't back. The fever's back. Anymore. You got it's a fever. The, no, I forgot, I forgot to turn on the air conditioner. I'm going to have to text somebody to turn on the air conditioner downstairs. Anyway, John Keim has this story about why they're so committed to Sam Howell. And buried in the story is a reference to what they did last year. And we already knew that last year they called every team. Because they'd been burned by the Matthew Stafford trade. They were upset about the inside job that they were never going to be included in anyway. It was an inside job. That's why they call it an inside job. Lions and Rams, that was all worked out. It was all packaged. It was a way to hide the Jared Goff contract and what they were giving up to unload the Goff contract. So hopefully Stan Kroenke won't figure it out. All of that stuff. They were never going to get in Washington, Matthew Stafford. It was never going to happen. But the reaction was... No stone unturned. No days off and no stone unturned for 2022. And to illustrate the lengths to which the commanders went, Kime pointed out that they called about Andrew Luck. They got Carson Wentz from the Colts, but they called about Andrew Luck. So I don't know how I even became aware of it. I was looking for something to write. It was day two of my sickness. And I saw and I thought, well, this is interesting. Boom. Copy, paste, snarky comment, right? Publish. Within ten minutes after that, Jim Irsay saw it, and Jim Ursay's getting upset. Jim Irsay sent out the warning to anyone out there who would dare tamper with Andrew Luck. If any NFL team attempted to contact Andrew Luck or any associate of him to play for their franchise, it would be a clear violation of the league's tampering policy so that was nine minutes after we posted our story nine minutes on sunday night by monday morning the colts were exploring what had happened of course the commanders no comment the league no comment i i see people making a big deal of the fact that someone from luck's camp says that the commanders didn't talk to luck or his dad, Oliver, or his agent, who's also his uncle, who's also his agent. Well, it's easy to claim that. It's easy to say that. What are they going to do? They don't want to get in the middle of this crap. Yeah, right. The easiest thing to do is say nobody contacted us. No one has any jurisdiction over Andrew Luck at this point. They can't make him cooperate with anything. He's retired. He's gone. Do you think he really wants to get in the middle of this mess if all he did was take a phone call a year ago and they said, hey, are you thinking about coming out of retirement? and He said no, and he hung up. Do you think he wants to drag himself into the middle of this? So people are taking it as gospel truth because the Washington Post reported that, Chris. But I I will defer to the digital trail of evidence, which if the NFL wants to find, it can probably find pretty easily, just like it did in the Jonathan Gannon tampering case, which is, I think, very relevant to this. And we'll of course. That coming up. Yeah. So I don't know what your reaction was to any of this. I mean, it didn't surprise me that they were that that broad in their right. Exploration yeah. for a quarterback, but I guess it did surprise me that Jim Ursay blew a
1: gasket as quickly as he did. Well, it, it was it, it did all it did happen in you know pr- pretty quick time there, but yeah, I mean I, I know what you're saying. It's it's I'm not shocked that they you know approached everything and and looked behind all doors and exhausted all angles to find a quarterback, you know. But it also is a little careless within the what the Commanders have done the last few years too. You knew Andrew Luck was still property of the Indianapolis Colts at that point. So th- that was one of the first things that went through my mind. But again, it's like what we talked about. I, you know, I, I don't, th- this stuff happens all the time in in all facets of the game, Illegal, you know, reaching out or talking to an agent or a player to gauge an interest of, do you want to play? Do you want to get traded? What can happen? It's part of. It's part of the league and the undercurrents and things that go be, go on behind the curtain like you discuss all the time. The, 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 to me, the first thing I thought about was, yes, what you already brought up. The, what we said last week, the Eagles-Cardinals draft day trade about the illegal contact with Jonathan Gannon is going to embolden all teams and owners now because that precedence was set. Wait, if you tamper, I can get picks I, we can trade picks. I can move up in a certain round. I just think that's only going to make teams more aggressive, as in what we saw with Jim Irsay and what the Colts are saying now. So why wouldn't you be if that's what you know the end prize is, and that's what the NFL kind of opened up with that on draft night.
0: And that's what is so hilarious about the clumsy way they tried to brush it all under the rug with this negotiated compromise between the Cardinals and the Eagles for a blatant incident of tampering, hidden just before the start of the draft. Hopefully no one will talk about it. No one will notice it. No one will make a big deal about it. The obvious implication is the precedent they have set incentivizes, and maybe in a roundabout way eliminates the problem of tampering by incentivizing teams to be on the lookout. Right. Because now there's something to be gained. Right. The Saints and the Buccaneers got nothing for the blatant tampering with Sean Payton and Tom Brady. The Dolphins lost a first-round pick. Big deal. The first-round pick didn't get split equally between the Saints and the Buccaneers. They got nothing. They got no compensation. Now it's kind of like a bounty system. Yeah. A bounty Police hunter. Police yourself. Right? Right. Hey, if I can find that someone tampered with me and I can prove it, I get a higher draft standing. So I I really do believe that this is the first tangible example of the aftermath, the unintended consequences yeah, they of the this. Jonathan Gannon. They st- that's right. And I don't think they're going to be happy about it. See, my first reaction to Gannon was they've created an unfortunate precedent here. Right. But that assumes they're actually going to follow that precedent in the future. Yeah, which they don't they always They know do. how to put Pandora back in the box. <laughs> right.
1: They'll just ignore they it. They do. Right. They'll just ignore it. Yeah. No, and I, I, I'm with you there in that, yes, like me and you and I, and we, we hit this last week where we thought this could happen, where it could be teams start to police each other because of everything you just said there, right? But then I think also, you know, along with that, and, and you kind of brought it up, is that now teams and, and everybody's going to be searching for it, and they're going to try to throw it into the NFL's face here. And you're right, that might not be a good thing when it's all said and done. You know, as we know, as I just said, I mean, little behind-the-scene contacts about stuff like that go on all the time, everywhere, you know? So that's where you know that that could be dangerous for the NFL a little bit, to where this could get out of hand, and and we'll see. But it just it's another interesting little thing. Fact off of what happened that that day uh, or draft night when they tried to swipe it under the rug.
0: Now that the Colts have asked the NFL to investigate this and it has become a thing, I suspect that someone at 345 Park Avenue will be telling whoever it was who had the bright idea to let the Cardinals and the Eagles resolve this thing with adjusted draft pick status first of all, why the hell did you do that? Did you not think this through and understand what the ramifications were going to be? And number two, end this now. Make sure everybody understands this is not the way we're going to do business. We're not going to have teams crying foul about tampering that that was a one-time solution to one specific problem. And that's it. It's not a precedent. It's not a new pathway to improve your draft status. It's not going to help you. I think that's the only way the NFL avoids this from becoming madness, where anytime anyone thinks there's even the slightest evidence of tampering, they turn it into a big deal. And I mean, what, you know, what if they really don't have that strong of evidence but the other team just doesn't want to deal with it, so they agree to some stupid little sixth-round flip-flop instead. I mean, it can go in all sorts of different ways if the NFL allows this to become a thing. I think the challenge now for the NFL is to stop this from becoming a thing. They just need to wall off what they did, even though it doesn't make it right. Right. It makes what happened with Jonathan Gannon even
1: stranger you know makes it weirder. if they do this. Right.
0: Yeah. But it's better to just say we're not going to use this as our
1: template for dealing with tampering going forward. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe but that that's where, you know, even getting back to the Jonathan Galen Cardinals Eagles thing and everything we talked about there. That's what makes you if they want to play that game, that was a one time precedent type of thing that will just lead me back to. Oh, see, something more serious did happen there. That's why it's a one precedent, a one-time precedent thing. They're just not going to let us know what happened. There was more than just a phone call on a Monday and hey, do you think you want to be there? Like there, there's more to it than that, which we originally thought anyways from the severity of, you know, the whole shenanigans of the trading of the picks and everything anyways there. So, that's where, you know, yeah, it will it's going to get interesting here. It it will, and I'm interested to see how Far, or you know, how much the Colts pushed this behind Jim Ursay and everybody.
0: And the interesting postscript to all of this that I noticed last night it wasn't even news that the Colts or that the Commanders, excuse me, had considered Andrew Luck. A year ago, same media outlet, ESPN.com, same writer, right. John Kime, right. same approach. A headline that was completely unrelated to Andrew Luck. The headline of the item from March 19, 2022, how Joe Gibbs film study and analytics led the Washington Commanders to Carson Wentz. That was the story. Paragraph 15. At one point, the Commanders even wondered, would Andrew Luck, the retired former Colt, want to play again? That went nowhere. That went unnoticed by me, yeah, at least. Right, we sure. didn't write a story last year. Yeah. No one noticed it. There wasn't much done about it. And the difference, though, is between last year and this year, what's happened? Yeah. It's Jonathan Gannon thing that, that creates the incentive to go out there and accuse others of tampering. That's why they need to make this go away for the good of the game, for the good of the league. I mean, look, we like having things to cover, but we don't want every show to start with a 15-minute rundown of who's accusing whom of tampering, and where this is all heading, which investigation is close to conclusion, which one is resulting in draft pick flip-flop, which one is going to be thrown out. It becomes a court docket of tampering charges if we allow this because the tampering is rampant. This is the problem. The NFL has allowed tampering to become rampant. It takes one case. It takes one case of egregious tampering that may have indeed undermined the integrity of a Super Bowl. If we really knew the truth about the amount of time Jonathan Gannon spent getting ready for his Cardinals interview and talking to maybe people on the staff and time that he should have spent preparing his defense for the motions and the shifts of the Chiefs offense, instead of that, he's getting ready for this interview, may have undermined the integrity of a Super Bowl. We don't know because it all got buried, but then they finally bury it with this flip flop in round three. And all the other teams are like, hey, yeah. Okay. Hey, wait. Good. Yeah, right. They're always looking for an edge. Sure. Here's a way to go get an edge. Let's right. go get an edge.
1: Yeah. Well, looking for an edge. And while they're doing it, they're going, wait, the best team in football is going to be the one that benefits from this and gets more of an edge. So th- that's where it's crazy. But yeah, I mean, it's again, that's where it's it's weird. Tampering's always gone on, you know, like we've talked about. And I'm I'm not mad at anybody for it. We know teams tampered with Brady was in New England. We know even off that, teams tampered with Gronk when he was still property of New England before he went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we're pretty sure. He was joking when he said he had oh, a Oh, that's right. He had he the was playbook. Joking. That was, I he mean, was that was beyond tampering. So, I mean, if, I mean, so The
0: punchline is still
1: to come. <laughs> the punchline
0: is still to come. But he was joking when he said he had a Buccaneers playbook weeks before. He was traded to the Buccaneers. So that was all yeah, a joke.
1: I know, right? So th- th- those are ex- those are just prime examples, and I think we could, if we sat here for a little longer, we could think of a whole lot more, and go, yeah, tampering, tampering, tampering. It always goes on here. That this is, it is part of the sport. It's how a lot of things get done, and and you know, agents talking to people behind the scenes, giving little inklings of what might happen, what's coming down the road here. Uh, so I don't know where the NFL is going to draw the line with this whole conversation there. I don't, but, yeah, I mean, the commanders, they should have known better to a degree, too, and know that it's Andrew Luck, a franchise quarterback. He burned a franchise and changed the course of their organization. You know, did you really think the culture is just going to go, hey, oh, yeah, the guy that screwed us over and kind of ruined our organization for a few years. Yeah, you can have him and benefit from him. Sure, no problem. That, that's also not well thought out by the commanders either. This one should be fairly simple
0: to resolve if the league wants to do it because in the same period of time that the commanders reportedly explored acquiring Andrew Luck from the Colts, they ultimately acquired Carson Wentz from the Colts. So there were communications with the Colts. There will presumably be a record of what the conversations were. There will be all sorts of digital evidence, emails. Text messages, footprints, phone calls, ways to figure this out if the league truly wants to do it. Much of the same things that I believe the Eagles discovered. My theory continues to be, and I'm going to cling to it until the NFL, the Eagles, or the Cardinals tell us the truth about what happened. Don't hold your breath or any other bodily function waiting for that to happen. I believe the Eagles launched an investigation of the devices that Jonathan Gannon used. Laptop, email right. account, stuff that he probably wasn't thinking they would ever look at because right. this stuff happens all the time. There's a nonchalance to it. Yeah. And they realize the extent to which he was focused on something other than his job. I think that's why they're so pissed at him, and they Makes are sense. they'll deny it because they're in high road high road mode. Right. Right. Howie's not pissed. Well, Howie also isn't pissed about the skating rink that his pass rushers were relegated to during Super Bowl 57. So Howie just has made the strategic decision. I'm not going to complain about anything because it doesn't benefit me to do so, at least not publicly. Yeah, Privately, I can understand why they'd be pissed. If Jonathan Gannon had been focused on his job, the job he has, not the job he covets, but the job he has – we might have won the damn Super Bowl. We might have held our double-digit lead against the most dangerous quarterback in football. We might have been ready to deal with the shift here and the shift there because we know that we can't handle that shift very well. So yeah, I can understand yeah. why
1: they're pissed. No, I'm I'm, I'm with but, you there all the way. If they went down a little bit of a wormhole there and started to find things where it's like, wait, this went beyond just like a, a phone call or whatever else, and then, hey, just put yourself in like you're talking about Howie Roseman's shoes, anybody in the Eagles organization – you lost the Super Bowl with the better team, right? That's always crushing, especially when you know you have the better team. And everybody, again, guys like Sean Payton on Fox and everybody in the pregame. It's one of the best. Peter King coaches telling him it's the best old line he's seen in you know twenty and ten years. Coaches telling him that type of stuff. The defense is dominant. They were, and then yes, you're right to blow a ten point lead, you know, and, and be one of the top defenses in football. And if you find those things out, yeah, I'd be pissed off too. I would be. And I Mike, I you know, your, your pasta and meatballs here. I I I feel is is pretty damn on here. There's somewhere you're somewhere skirting close to the story here, I think. You know, and, and I'll be interested to see if more of this comes out publicly as we go. There's no way the league does what it did yes
0: other than to placate the eagles right eagles were pissed and the league had to do something and the league didn't want to do anything because the league is in the habit of looking the other way on this stuff but they felt like they had to do something or the eagles were going to make it known what happened it has that feel to it it does it has that feel right that the league went along with this reluctantly we're going to tuck it into the news cycle Five minutes before the start of the draft. I mean, it's comical when you think about it. How how keystone cops-ish it is that the NFL actually did this. Hit it five minutes before. It just shows you how stupid they think we are. Yeah, That we're sure. just all bright, shiny object, bright, shiny object, first pick in the draft. Oh, what? Tampering? Oh, who cares? Bryce Young. Give us Bryce Young. We don't care about tampering. Oh, well, just let that roll right down the river and never pay attention to it. Ever, ever, ever. Come on. Um, it, it's, it's an invitation to explore it and to be curious about it. I think there's a lot more there and I hope that someone has the capacity, the incentive, the time and the resources to fully explore it. And you know, I've, 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 I've sent the league emails trying to get more about this. They just ignore me on this. They yeah. ignore me on most. They ignore me on anything they don't want to talk about. If they <laughs> want to talk about it, I don't even have to ask. Yeah. They send me the press. Hey, we'll give you some please, info. You know, we basically, got some stuff The message is, please use this when right. they send it to me. When it's something they don't want me to know, they just ignore me and ignore me and ignore me. And if I push hard enough, they'll eventually say we have no comment. So they, they, as I mentioned earlier, they had no comment on what's happening with the Colts and the commanders. And my guess is it will go away quietly. It will go away quickly. There will never be any resolution. And if anything does happen, I guess the time to watch, Chris, is five minutes before the
1: 2024 draft. <laughs> You're funny. No, I'm going to. Well, well, maybe we just need to pay attention to Captain Andrew Luck. Maybe he'll tell us, you know, what's going on. Don't well, forget about him. There is He's an gonna update. Stay. There a... is an update. Okay, and good. <laughs> the people have demanded it, good
0: sir. It's time. It's time for you to dust off your Captain Andrew Luck mutton
1: chops. Dearest, dearest Muller! It. it warms my beard to write to you. A dispatch arrived at my home, far from within the Appalachians, stating I'm once again the topic of conversation inside of the periodicals. Fascinating mother. I hope you received the basket of salted raccoon toes and lemon mouse cakes. Andrew. <laughs> That's so great. He's back. Uh, oh he's mother. back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so uh, funny. We
0: still hadn't quite figured out whether he was on the Union side well, or the Confederate side. I know. Side. I was gonna you give you it, to the, the I was Union gonna side. give it to you when since I it was commander's
1: territory. I was gonna say it's down in that area, yeah. we might need your voice and your uh, twang for that one.
0: You've 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 got the original you've got the original Captain Andrew Luck readings from uh that was probably our first year or two together. Because hey, we we were at the final game of Captain Andrew Luck. We were little did we or anyone else know in Kansas City divisional round 2018 season. January of 2019, snowing, miserable, cold, Chris getting shoved around by <laughs> by officials on the sideline, and that uh, was the last time anyone saw
1: <laughs> Andrew Luck in a football uniform. It's crazy. It really was. I mean, it's like we thought they were on the, what would they do that year? Start out two and four, something like that, right, Mike? One and four and ended the season, 12 and four, somewhere in that range, 11 and five where we were going man this Frank Reich and this Andrew Luck thing they they're starting something big here with the Colts watch out for them for the next you know we were we were sitting there as great as the the Chiefs were that day right i mean there was part of us like man do, do i do we take the Colts in this game i don't know they're hot they're on fire they've played in the playoffs right there was you know they, they were something to watch out for it's just it's crazy how quickly it all changed
0: yeah, I mean that was the first year of Mahomes as a starter. Yes, 2018. We right. didn't know what to expect, right. and he had never played in the snow before. He didn't realize until that day that he kind of likes throwing the football yeah. in the snow. He would explain that later. Right, he likes the 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 wet that gets on there. Yeah. It makes it a little tacky, little moist. Little you know, so you don't have to lick he, your hands. You were and do watching that? him. You were watching that day. It's like, yeah, you know, he kind of kind of thrives in this environment, but we didn't know. It was an unknown going into that game. Would the Colts pull it off? Oh, I'll never forget establish, it. Oh. Continue <laughs> to do what they've been doing under Andrew Locke. Oh, oh and there it is. There it is. There there never it forget is. this
1: either. I was so excited. Get out of the
0: way. Uh,
1: big-headed <laughs> monster.
0: Get out of the way. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm literally sorry. apologizing
1: sorry. already. I was so excited. I was like, here's Tyree Kill, and Mahomes is throwing a bomb right towards me. This is awesome. And, gosh, I should have known better. And he had a few four-letter words for me. Gave me the little extra push there. I deserved it. I did. But I will say, Mike, that pregame, I'll still – I will never forget it because that was the first time I saw Mahomes in person. And just like, you know, I'm sure watching Steph Curry or Michael Jordan warm up, it was one of those moments I remember going down there and like literally like like a movie, like wiping my eye going, wait, is the ball really spinning like that through the snow? Like, is he really throwing it like that hard and it's spinning that fast? And, and that was when I was like, whoa. I hadn't seen anybody really throw the football like that in person in my life other than Aaron Rodgers, where I was like, it's almost an optical illusion how hard it spins. And uh, that was the the come-to moment of this guy's got a different arm maybe than the rest of uh, football. Back to luck. Somebody asked me about this yesterday. Yeah. He's 33. Right.
0: And I think back to Barry Sanders, who retired after the 98 season, right? Right. Like, around training camp 1999 yeah just enough yeah. enough i can only take so much of the detroit lions sorry i'm out i'm done it's over um and 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 that's not a slap on the lions but it is a commentary on the state of the organization at the time he just right. couldn't he just couldn't do it bobby ross just couldn't do it but there was constantly talk after that maybe he would come back maybe he would come back maybe he would come back there's never been that with andrew Luck. No. there's never been a whisper there's never been a hint the closest is the commander's Calling him or calling someone to see if he'd want to unretire in 2022. 33 years old. The game keeps getting safer. And if the reason he walked away was the accumulation of injuries, the game is getting safer for quarterbacks. There's a way to color within the lines and not get yourself blown up the way that he was. The money keeps going up and up and up. And is there a point where he's tempted to come back? Where, you know, he's now got four seasons. With no wear and tear on his body. At some point, does he think I could do this? I could bank fifty million bucks, play for a few years, and
1: then move on.
0: I mean I just feel like it, yeah. it's a
1: temptation that right. never goes away. Yeah. I, I, I would th- you know, I would think so too. I think that would be true for most franchise quarterbacks or that type of guy. I don't know if it's true for a guy that, you know, retires after five or six seasons in the NFL, though. There's obviously something there where mentally, whatever, where he can go, you know what, no, I had my fill and I want to move on. I mean, it it is shocking, all of it. I mean, like we said, it was a guy, this wasn't just like, oh, hey, this is a good quarterback. This is like, hey, this is the guy that was like consistently one of the five best quarterbacks in football almost from like the start of his career on. I mean, he was special that way. So it's, it's rare. But, yeah, I mean, if there's a guy with his ability and smarts and all that that could do it. It it is somebody like him, but man, that it's a long time now. It'd take a little while to get back on the bike and get going there in that way. And it just, it, it seems like it's too far down the road, but it's just, it's so rare to see somebody that talented, that good in their prime, just walk away like that.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I'd be very, very, very surprised if it ever happened, but if it did happen, I think we'd process it pretty quickly. I mean, so many crazy things have happened over the years in the NFL. If Andrew Luck would unretire, we would adapt and adjust and move on. We'd talk about it, top of the show one morning, and that would be it. Welcome back. If he ever wants to come back, it would be awesome. It would be great. There aren't enough good quarterbacks to go around. Hell, there aren't enough bad quarterbacks to go around. The NFL could use him at any given time, and the game has gradually gotten safer, and you just can't help but wonder whether or not he thinks about it in his quiet moments, could I come back and play for a few years and look at the money that I could potentially make now that you've got Lamar Jackson, who's going to make 156 million over three years of football? What could I do at age 33? And uh, it'd be interesting to, to see if there's ever any even consideration given by Andrew Luck to coming back. And uh, the commanders probably won't be contacting him directly If they have or haven't already, safe to say no one should contact Andrew Luck lest they have to deal with the wrath of Jim Irsay. Let's go ahead and take a break. We're going to take a look at the rookie minicamps that happened over this weekend with a focus on the young quarterbacks. We'll do that when PFT Live continues right after this.
1: Dearest mother, I'm marching home. Here I.
2: The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards.